Welcome to Before the Business, a podcast dedicated to telling the origin stories of entrepreneurs. My name is Craig Swiston. Today we're pleased to welcome Tina Iaquinta, founder of Toronto, Ontario's Modern Concierge. Modern Concierge was launched in 2011. Whether helping individual or corporate clients with day-to-day tasks or working on bespoke experiences, simply make a list, hand it over, and as long as it's legal and ethical, Tina and her team have the resources and network to get it done. Please join me in welcoming Tina Iaquinta. Hi, Tina. At a high level, please describe Modern Concierge. Yeah, of course. Um, So we are really here to organize and solve problems for uh, busy entrepreneurs and executives so they can focus on what's really important to them. It could be helping them run their house chores or house maintenance to booking all their travel and then personal services that they need to do for themselves. Can you give me a quick example? How does it work? Uh, Our model is a membership model. So most of the people that we work with, they've been members for multiple years. So we know, for example, they open what time of the year they open the pool or they close the pool. Uh, We know when the gardeners have to come in, uh, the landscapers, all of those things. So we take care of it all. So we know in advance what they need and all the arrangements are made in advance so that they can make sure that their home is all under control. So your members are delegating some of their day-to-day tasks over to you so that they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they don't have to really think about it. We're the one phone call they need to make. Once they make the phone call to us, it kind of gets done because we already have all the details there is to know about their home. When most people think of a concierge, they think of a hotel concierge, someone you can ask for help making dinner reservations and things like that. But it sounds like you go beyond what a traditional concierge does. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were essentially there to help them take care of every aspect of their lives. So um, it could be as simple as a restaurant reservation, um, or it could be sourcing a new spa or a massage therapist or, you know, booking their travel. Most recently, I would say the biggest thing has been gifting um, since late or since, I guess, early 2020, when we were faced with the, with the pandemic, our clients couldn't go out, they couldn't do anything. So a lot of times it was getting creative with sourcing gifts. That's been a big one and continues to be a big one because it's, it's not easy to find some of these rare items. Um, and then planning special occasions, uh, birthdays, anniversaries, they, they need a little bit more help because they're so busy and they just don't have enough time. So these are sort of some of the ways that people will use us. Thinking about something like gifting, could you maybe elaborate on how many of your clients would be individuals and how many would be business owners or, or businesses that are, that are leaning on you for the services? Um, we have probably a good mix of both. I would say majority of them come in as uh, m- most of our clients, I either are entrepreneurs and they, you know, they have a lot going on. So a lot of times they'll give us reservations, for example, to do for their clients. They'll give us their client gifting to do on our end, but they also at the same time will get us to make sure that their homes are under control. You touched on events. Are you talking more about corporate events, corporate planning? Are you talking about weddings, uh, dinner parties? Pre-pandemic, we had a lot of uh, corporate events that we we were doing. And obviously at this stage, it's calmed down or it's ramping back up again, but it's not quite where it used to be. So we did anything from client appreciation to conferences. But uh, more recently, since the pandemic, it's been smaller planning of birthday parties for maybe a 90th birthday to make it very special, make it very unique, um, or doing doing smaller 
corporate functions where it's client focused and individualized. It's not just another wine and cheese. We always try and insert some sort of experience. We always meet with our clients and we make sure that we, we always are thoughtful in every aspect of the event. So we don't just bring a sommelier if we know that most of the crowd likes scotch. Um, so if they, if they like scotch, we personalize it, even though the clients don't really know about it, that this was devised around their needs. Um, they just come and they enjoy. So it's a lot, a lot of times it's more smaller, intimate settings to allow our clients to build these bonds with their, their respective clients to be able to do business together. So you're not really planning events as much as you are planning experiences. Yes, exactly. So what type of experiences, what, what type of size of events are you typically managing? Uh, we like doing events that are around, say, somewhere between 20 to 40 to 50 people. Traditionally, we, when we speak to our clients, we always say, like, make sure it's enough people in the room that you can speak to everyone. The bigger the event, uh, the, that, that goal changes. Obviously, we can do those as well, but the goal does change. So we try to keep it small and intimate so that there's a little bit more thoughtfulness behind it for each person. So you started the business in 2011. Take me back to what happened before 2011. What was the inspiration for starting the business? So after I had my two kids, I had to really think about my life before and what I wanted my life to look like after. And I didn't want to be that person that came home at six o'clock and my kid went to bed at seven o'clock and I wouldn't see them at all. So I thought, you know, and then all of these other things that I needed to do, and it just kept coming back to it, I kept thinking like, why is it there's so many people who just don't have that flexibility? We need to give people the opportunity to be able to enjoy their lives. And it just didn't seem like it would be an enjoyable life for me to be on the road most of my, or working most of the day and then on the road trying to run errands. So that sort of started the, the whole research into this industry. And it was actually an industry I had nothing, I, I knew nothing about. And once I started doing the research on it, I realized that there's this, this massive opportunity and there's all these time-starved people who are just, um, uh, they don't have enough time to enjoy the hard work that they've put into their lives. And I figure, you know what, let's, let's try and see if we can fix this problem. So when you started the business, was it just you? Were you a solo, a solo entrepreneur, as they say? Yeah, when I started my goal, I actually didn't even really know back then that I was going to grow this business to what it is today. I thought it was going to be a business for myself and I was going to have maybe a handful of clients to help with this kind of thing. And then as time went on, I realized that there's this huge opportunity out there for me to be able to help others. And so we, I was able to expand a little bit and, um, and see and change the business. I've changed the business model model a few times to be able to reach the masses and try and help as many people as we can. So you mentioned that you run on a membership model. How do your members work with you? Walk me through what a, what a typical member experience would be. We go through a very intense onboarding process. The first probably two months uh, with each of our members is the busiest. Most most of our clients, uh, before we even have their onboarding call, uh, which is the purpose of that would be for their lifestyle manager to kind of get to know them. And it's usually via Zoom right now uh, because we haven't been meeting in person. Uh, but before the Zoom call, we get a list of 35 things they need to get done. Um, so we know that upfront when they first get started, they always have way more than um, 
Uh, they will later on because it's just been a backlog of things that have just been sitting on their to-do list. But traditionally, so we, we have the onboarding session and from there on, they basically can send us messages to check things off their to-do list. In the onboarding, we get to know them. We get to know things about their family. For example, we'll find out when are their birthdays, who's important to them, do they have a dog, what's the dog's name, uh, what's their executive assistant's name, how do they like to communicate, all of those personal things. And once we get to know them, then from then on, they are free to send us all their requests. And obviously, in the first couple of months that we work with them, we get to know them a little bit more as time goes on. And we document everything so that we make sure we have everything that they need. So it's not like you're calling your visa concierge where you get someone new. It's a dedicated person that you call every single time that you need something. We have a team behind the dedicated people. So it's never just the one person working on it, but we have a team of people who are constantly uh, on top of everything, doing all the research. Um, we do, we, we get a lot of kind, all kinds of different requests. So chances are, if we don't know about it, we'll find out about it because one of our clients probably asked for it. <laughs> so we get a variety of different uh, requests from everybody. Give me an example of a type of request that you would have received that maybe maybe the member didn't think you could get it done, but lo and behold, you, you managed to pull a rabbit out of the hat, as they say. Yes, the most recent one that sticks to mind would be a client of ours who wanted to buy a PS5 for her 11-year-old son for his 11th birthday. Immediately, we all just kind of had to take a sigh <laughs> just to try and figure out how are we going to do this. Um, we checked everywhere in Canada. There is not a single PS5 that exists in Canada. And so we reached into one of our partners in the U.S. and found out that we actually couldn't even order the PS5 to go to their house to have it shipped. Um, but what ended up happening is we reached out to this contact um, who I've met over the years in networking and um, she ended up ordering it. She had it shipped to herself and then she shipped it to us. There were some hiccups along the way. And then by the, you know, five days later, his PS5 arrived. After I say the story, it sounds like it was something easy to do, but it really, you know, we had to really do some brainstorming and figure out which is the best route to go. And it, it was it's, it's quite an expensive item when there's none of them out there in the, in the country. <laughs> so how long will it take for you to get me a PS5? Oh, just give me two weeks. <laughs> you got it. Um, you've touched on this already, but what makes an ideal client for you? What makes an ideal member for Modern Concierge? The ideal client would be definitely entrepreneurs and executives. They're very busy for the most part. These are the busy ones who... Um, would rather be doing something else other than any of the things that were taking care of for them. You know, most of the clients, we, we have some doctors, and again, doctors sort of fit into that entrepreneurial role where they're running around all the time trying to take care of all kinds of things and they just don't have enough time. These are entrepreneurs and executives who are time starved and they would rather be making money or doing something else rather than running errands or trying to sit on the phone for three hours to find, you know, a gardener. So what do you see as the next step for modern concierge? Um, the next step is, step is definitely going to be an expansion. Uh, we want to, we are able to currently service clients throughout Canada. Um, but I think the U S market is probably going to be the next on the horizon for us. So Tina, where can people go right now to get more information about the type of things that you at Modern Concierge are able to do to help them out? Yep. Um, you can reach us at modernconcierge.com. 
Um, you can, if you go onto our website and you want to connect, there's right on the homepage, there's uh, a button that you can click and just schedule a time with Alex from our team. And she would definitely be able to have a conversation and make sure that there is a fit for us um, to work together. And yeah, that's it. You can reach me at tina at modernconcierge.com as well. That was Tina Iaquinta of Modern Concierge. Thanks to Tina for participating in this podcast. Before the business celebrates the origin stories of entrepreneurs, 